we're back with you go hey. boy podcast just three days later well i mean they wouldn't have known Shit. it was three days later unless you said it well listen recording this mug on a saturday <laughs> live on monday mm-hmm. and it is saturday morning it's saturday normally i don't wake up to nine o'clock and we got up maybe i got up at seven thirty. maybe i didn't <laughs> but we didn't start recording until nine o'clock <laughs> yeah. we are trifling no 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 we are committed okay okay All right. now we might look trifling this early in the morning we're glad you can't see us yeah, i know sleep <laughs> okay draws from the night before Ooh, truth that's bonnets it. on our head hmm, mario huh i said bonnets on our head hmm, mm-hmm. mario. in the daytime i like to call it a, a little turban <laughs> <laughs> the hood turban okay in the nighttime and in the hood we call it a durag and, and, and in the daytime, I call it a hood term. Well, well, you know, <laughs> that was Jay Bosco you were listening to. You know, I'm sorry. We just jumped right on him. He has okay. new coming out, as Mario has mentioned before. Please, 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 please check him out on iTunes, on mm-hmm. Spotify, mm-hmm. and all of those great platforms where you can hear great music. And, um, yeah, so here we are again, Mm-hmm. recording for you all being committed trying not to be trifling as we were saying earlier we're coming right back with another podcast episode because mario's getting ready to go to australia oh so we're like okay so we're just <laughs> like yes we need to get it in get it in get it in so per usual let's talk about what's in our cups before we get into our wonderful fireside chat because as y'all see we're ready to jump into it so what's yeah. in this morning um i'm drinking a naked juice of course. Okay. Green one. So you know, I'm still on it, man. Three days later. Um, you know, Maybe. bowel movements are really going well, too. Ooh. I said it the professional way, too. Instead of saying, You're I'm not, shitting good. Whoa. You, know I mean? you just said it. You I just, know. That, that's that's when you, you, yeah, mm. you just said that. But <laughs> you're regular. I am very regular. Your systems are all a go. Yeah. That's very positive. Yeah, it is. And, if I feel good. Good for you. <laughs> and what's in your cup? So shockingly, you got water. Not, now I do need to go buy some water. Um, you. All right, you got a Brita filter these days. Okay, I'm gonna. So tell if you, you gonna go buy water, that means you got you're destroying the planet with all of that plastic that you could be using with like a re- refillable uh, water bottle. We're gonna have a sustainability portion. Okay. Moving forward, because we the last week's <laughs> podcast, we had something around like detox and everything like that. This week we're gonna talk about these bottles of water. Well, I recycle. You actually do recycle, but okay. the thing is is that you right. wouldn't have to do so much. Listen, 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 listen. The fact that I recycle is a great step in the right direction. That's true. All right, amen. So what's in my cognac snifter this morning is actually not alcohol. But it's in a snifter. It is. This is how bad and bougie Nigel still likes to be. I mean, like, who's <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm still going to drink in my snifter. Like, what? I'm a, And I'm going to also be honest one more time. And this is probably trifling, but I can't be worried about how y'all think about me. Oh, you didn't know this, what's up. I sure didn't. This is the same glass. <laughs> That I drank out of a few days ago, and it was sitting right on the counter. I I looked at it, I rinsed it out, and I said, "I'm about to pour my juice in." <laughs> so it's in my glass. It's some blueberry lemonade, 
Um, I have some emergency. If y'all know about the little powder, the little vitamin C. Mm-hmm. That's good. Some of that in there because I'm getting ready to travel. And then also, yeah. y'all heard me the last time, I'm a little raspy in my voice box. So I said, yeah. hmm, devil trying to attack me. So okay. I said, let me get my system up. And yeah, I then, forgot you're traveling too. Yeah, so I poured that in there. Started you've been up going so, to Houston a lot. What's that about? I have. <laughs> Houston is a great city. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Beautiful people. Great opportunities. And <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> Sips. You have clients there or a client? <laughs> I have clients. Absolutely. I do. And Houston. I do, yeah. They relocated there. Yeah. Are yeah. you being intended to? Am I being intended to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna hope so. Hey man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You got real <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I'm drinking. I'm doing something a little different. Yeah, you ought to be. Because where were you at last night? Oh gosh, you were just jumping right in, aren't we? We're not yes. afraid. <laughs> so I started out at the laundromat, to be very honest. I even made a co- listen, y'all. I made a cocktail to go to the laundromat. Ain't that a mess? Damn, it is crazy. <laughs> listen, I just got off work. And my normal routine when I get off work is I come home, pull off my clothes, and take me some drink. I be needing me a little cocktail to decompress from the day. But see, so, I I would that would be dope for 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 like somebody to have a bar at the laundromat. Only thing is, if you got a little bit too tipsy, you end up like taking somebody's clothes. Maybe you would. Not, I'm not fucking around and taking nobody else's drawers. I know. I don't know how you're gonna do that. Me neither. I always try to figure out like when I was at the laundromat. You know how like sometimes there's a couple of. Close every now and then it ends up being in your, in your, in your. Well, let me tell you how. I, how I, I always do. look in it, and I'd be like, "Now, where the hell did this come from?" Because this ain't my brand. I'm allergic. You know why I don't have that experience? Because in true Nigel fashion, I go to a pretty nice. You actually did. You saw Michael K. Williams there before, mm-hmm. um, who I love. Like that's. My show, my favorite show of all time is The Wire. This laundry mat? Definitely season four, but he always see like I see people, people there. And that's because this laundry mat is, or I would say laundry facility. It is oh, uh, this motherfucker. <laughs> it's in an area that uh is real nice. Mm. It has Wi-Fi. All right. You can even use your debit card to pay to wash. Now that is good because having to buy all them coins and stuff like that's that too much. be jingling. Like what I look like carrying twenty dollars worth of coins. Somebody going to the laundromat, <laughs> <laughs> but you, the regular people who go to the, the average people who go to the laundromat. <laughs> look, I'm average too, shit. Because you see, I'm going, and now it might be a little bit more fancy. But at the end but of the day, you go to the laundry facility. I go to the laundry facility. The the, the uh, fabric clothing facility. Exactly. And I'm usually the only one in there, so I can use up all the big boys and get that's my right. laundry. So that's, that's right. where I started. I made me a little cocktail, had a little meeting over the phone, and then we went to this place called Queen City Radio, which is an indoor-outdoor bar. And yeah. I love it here in Cincy in the summertime to go there. They have great, like, custom cocktails and just the fact of being able to have an indoor outdoor feel with a food truck so yeah. that's really dope so when they said they were having a party there last night i said hold on it's like 23 degrees like what does that look like 
but they made it work. They closed it, closed and closed it, I should say. And uh, it was a good time. And I step, I stuck with Hennessy and Cucks, and they did me right. That's good. How many do you have? That's a good question. I think I probably have about four. Mm, you're good. Yeah, I probably have about four. And I lifted home. Mm. And yeah, I don't know where my charger is. Mm. So this phone is about dead. Yeah, it's on 3%, but we still going to be all right. So, yeah, that's what I did <laughs> in little Cincinnati. But you, you're in the uh, other Queen City. Let's be very clear. The um, first Queen City, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, you're in Charlotte, and it, it is, is the All-Star Weekend. Yes, it NBA is. All-Star Weekend, correct? Yeah, it is. So where did your little antennas lead you? To Hooters. Um, <laughs> Hooters. <laughs> yeah, and so... Uh, we were going, my friend and I, I mean, it was just very fun just to be in a city, to be in a mix. Like you didn't really have to like be at like a real club cause they have music literally everywhere. Um, and that's what I kind of like, like there was a lot of stuff that like, that like cost, but then there was a few things that were just like legitimately like just fun. The atmosphere was great. People are just nice in, in North Carolina. What I love about Charlotte is how like, it's a small city, but can, can take on big city tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have that small town feel still that people are like, hey, hey. But then like we have the Omni here, we have the Ritz here, we have all of like the major uh hotels here mm-hmm. to be able to accommodate, you know, people and events like this. Um, we have the venue space for stuff like this. Um, but it still has like this small t- town atmosphere that I really enjoy. So we went around um and it was like an hour, hour and a half wait from most restaurants. And I'm just like, you know, obviously it's, it is, you know, <laughs> All-Star Weekend. That's going to happen. I mean, you usually got your thighs out, so you could have showed them a little thigh meat. But I didn't. I'm going to have my thighs out today at the little uh, gay day bar. No, <laughs> gay day party. I said gay day bar. Gay <laughs> party. And the thing is, okay, so today I'm going to like a little gay day party. And it's really cool. That, you know, they always have, like, an LGBT scene. Yesterday was in a straight scene, which is good. What I am starting to, like, be annoyed by a little bit, which I might get flack for. We'll see. But I think there needs to be a little bit more. Um, but, like, um, I feel like that it uh, – mm, okay, I feel like that, that a lot of times uh, gay events are usually, like, in like a hole in the wall even for like major weekend stuff like this yeah and that's to me unfortunate because when you go to all like the straight stuff it's like top of the line venues Mm -hmm. vip bottle services who's to say that like the gay community doesn't want that type of thing um and that we have talked about that before, actually. I was gonna say, and that yeah. is very more times than not. If it's not in larger cities like your LA's, your New York's, your Chicago, where all of those cities, I mean, even Miami, they still be holding the wall sometimes, though. Now, granted, it's still holding yeah. the wall sometimes, but they have areas that are dedicated. Chicago has Boys Town, LA has WeHo, um, we have New York, I mean, hell, it's New York, but let's uh, say this though. That's all white shit. And I like, I like, uh, no, I, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Good, yeah. Like, we ho ain't black. It's gonna no. have speckles in there. 
It's very Boys Town ain't black, but it's gonna be speckled of black folk in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why black folk? Can ain't I would love for us, man? This is one of my dreams. Shit, I told I one of my friends to do this. Representative of, the, of what's going on, right? And I told one of my friends to do this. I said I would love to have uh, a black gay jazz bar or just a black jazz bar that was diverse. Because one of the actually my favorite places to go is when straight people and gay people could just like coexist and everybody know what's good. That's my favorite. Like we have a couple of places here. Um, I know in Chicago there's like a couple of places, but it's just like uh it's just cool when it could just be like everybody and everybody yeah. knows good. Like I'm not trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to you. That's just like That's in Louisville. They have a place called um it's a bar called Nowhere. And though I don't really care for the music there most of the time, I do love the aspect that people can just coexist together or basically just let people just be them and do them and it's fine and when i think about you saying that with the black community it's like we can have that but we have we to, like clearly we have them in, we have it in small pockets within our yeah. friend circles within our sometimes our professional groups and everybody's like that's cool man i mean even last night the party promoter came up to myself and another friend just like i really fool with y'all heavy like y'all my dudes like i don't be on that whole like um, that whole dealing with sexuality things like y'all my, just nah, my dude. Yeah, like I said, I don't be with that gay shit, bro. Ba- no, basically, <laughs> like at a certain point, at, at first I would say like, excuse me. At first I was like, oh, that's all great. That's how I used to think. But now as I'm getting older, I'm just like, okay, we get it. Should it. be expected. Like yeah. it, it is we what it here. is. Like we're here, we're queer. <laughs> like I don't need that. Like. <laughs> That doesn't have to be your intro all the time. Like, we get it. We ain't thinking about the fact that we're gay or bisexual or whatever. You thinking about it, we aren't. And 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 they're not thinking about it from, most of the time I'll say, they're not thinking about it from, like, how can I create create a more inclusive environment? They're thinking about it more so, like, protecting their masculinity, protecting the fact, like, well, they're they're a part of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, and I'm heterosexual. I just want to always make that clear, make sure the definition is yeah. there. Like, nobody's that, thinking about that. But I think that's, well, I'm just I think that's on both parties. Oh, I love this conversation really, though, Nigel, because I think a lot of people, and they say have this, but I really do think it's on both parties. I think, like, sometimes the black gay community perpetuates, like, when it is a straight person that they automatically gay if they come to a gay club. Like, I love... That's hate. I love my right. great... Yeah, I love... I have, like... And I, I'm blessed and I'm privileged and I realize that I don't, that everybody don't have this, but I have some dope as black straight male friends, right? Which is They're dope. And everything labels, right? And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that like, they don't mind going to no gay club, right? Um, but what I noticed though, is like, if they was to come with me and like other friends or other associates, I would say, not necessarily friends would be, then they'd be like, oh, I feel awkward. Like, what are they doing here? They have a wife. Yeah, they got a wife. Duh, they're not, they're not gay. Like, they're just want to hear some good But music. you know what? The, they're good. The, there's a defense there sometimes from the LGBTQ community in those spaces only because yep. they're not the majority. Like, right, we're, we're not the majority. And yep. so they feel like they have to protect these places yeah. because yep. 
they haven't, you know, there's really no other space to feel safe and just be able to be our, be yeah. ourselves. And so yeah. it's like when a person who's not quote unquote a part of the community is like intruder, intruder, intruder. And it's like, and you calling on? me out because a lot of black mm-hmm. gay males in terms of protection uh, are, are uh, on a DL or what you say discreet or, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a DL discreet mm-hmm. here and there. And then, and then out type of thing. Yeah. There's like almost like three, four different categories where it's like, I think like in a white community, they're more privileged for it to be out or in a closet. Where for us, there is a range of 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 uh, spaces where people are at. Like I'm on. Here's the deal. I don't have a very diverse group of friends as far as like ethnicity is concerned, but I would imagine that this you know those ranges exist in other cultures as well um not but this i would say disproportionately in ours oh well i would say yeah. i would and, yeah and i'm sure i have a bias because obviously i'm a man of color and all of that so yeah but i would agree it's probably more disproportionate for sure yeah, yeah. i, I think, mean hell, and clearly i mean i do have areas like we just mentioned before yeah. so i and yeah, then I, to I, understand I, that like the italians used to own like you know, what is it? Uh, the mob. I don't want to say it. The mob used to own like, like Stonewall, right? Where like the gay community used to be in New York, which is really interesting because like they were so against like the gay community from my knowledge of what I was reading about. And please, you know, my comments if I'm, if I'm wrong, can, we could correct it. But I, I was, and, and we have a responsibility to tell the truth now we have a podcast. Um, but like from my knowledge, uh, from, watching um marsha on netflix i remember them talking about the mob and like how they own used to own like the uh the gay strip like the stonewall strip but they was also like anti-gay at the same time which is really really interesting and i think in polls they do a little bit of that remember when um one of the house mothers went into the little all-white space and they wouldn't serve her even though it was a white it was a gay club and mm-hmm. it was a white gay club, and they, and she was black, and she was trans. They still didn't serve her. Mm-hmm. Like, that used to happen frequently. Um, and I think, yeah, we have to do, a one, yeah, a better job at being more inclusive. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, those spaces, interestingly enough, um, I feel like, you know, white people have gotten an opportunity for, to, to, for those spaces to be more advanced and, you know, money. I always say this, is that, like, uh, I love man the day uh, that uh, gay marriage was announced, which was the same day that um, President Obama sang at uh, in, in South Carolina for the funeral for the nine who was uh, killed in Charleston. That mm-hmm. whole day was emotional, you know. And then to top it off with, you know, gay marriage being legal for the first, that day was the day of intersectionality, right? Like that day. Mm-hmm. On this day, I was proud of just uh, the, the fact of how you know, amazing grace from Barack Obama and, and how we just lift each other up. And then I was proud around gay marriage being legal. But what I will have to be clear about um, is that, you know, gay marriage was, is not legal. Uh, well, it's legal, sorry. Gay marriage is, it, it, white people had an opportunity, like they, they took really strong advantage of it because they were ready in a sense for that. Well, our community, we're still struggling. We're still dealing with some things. You know what I mean? Um, when I was like, like yesterday, and I may be rambling. Um, hopefully you guys are uh, catching the pieces. <laughs> but when, like, <laughs> y- yesterday, when I was walking, 
um, this lady, like literally, like I, me and my friend, we walking down the street, and I, she literally like grabbed me, like literally grabbed me. Um, yeah, it was very forceful, and she was like, "Huh, you need this, right?" And it was a business card to say Jesus save, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, I'm no, ma'am, I'm actually fine." And I told her that. Wow. <laughs> I was like, no, with a smile on my face. No, ma'am. This was at night. This was at night. She like, grabbed you and gave you a business card that said Jesus, Jesus loves saves. or saves. Yeah. You should have said, and I thank him. Yeah. But no, I smiled back because <laughs> she was like, huh, you need this. Like, forcefully, it's black lady. Huh, you need this type of thing. And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry, ma'am. With a smile on my face. I'm fine. And wasn't even against her, but I was like, in a sense, like, no, I see your, like, 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 that's your God. We all serve the same God, but the way that God is interpreting your life is that he does not like me. The mm-hmm. way that God is interpreting my life and my perspective, God loves me. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. <laughs> and so I, yeah, and I responded back to her in from love. a loving way mm-hmm. to show her that love is in my heart. How will they know? Not. How would they know by showing love to one another? Even mm-hmm. when you try to afflict me, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. to, to judge me, you know what I mean? Based off of my look, personality, whatever. So I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I look back and I said, oh no, ma'am. With the card in my, giving her the card back, like, oh no, ma'am. <laughs> I'm fine. You know what I mean? Thank like, you, yeah, thank you. I'm good over here. We good, you know? Good. And we yeah. have to just be, uh, and, and that's why, Again, I could see where you're coming from, where the gay club can be safe spaces. I do think we need to have more spaces for black gay men to be able to have conversation. I'm loving this rise. I think Chef the author mentioned this before uh, in the last podcast or something like that. Or he mentioned this maybe in our pre-call. Mm-hmm. But around the expectation of black gay couples, though, when they do... Uh, have an active uh, following on social media because mm-hmm. we don't see that and we don't have those conversations. And this is why we need to have a conversation with Jonathan and Derek. That is true. We need to bring them on. So uh, they're one of my favorite. Yeah, it's on. They're on Instagram. I follow them both. Um, yes. I read their articles when they give. Like I enjoy them because representation is so so so. Yeah. Good. And not just representation. Let me be even more specific. Healthy representation mm-hmm. is very important as it mm-hmm. relates to relationships in general, but particularly for Black um, people in the LGBTQ community. It's so important to see healthy representation um, of ourselves to know, like, we do exist. Yeah. You know, we can have healthy relationships. They don't have to be hyper-masculine or hyper-feminine. It doesn't have to be um, hyper-sexual. Like, all these right. things that society makes us feel like this is what we have to be. No, they they actually mirror what I look like. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so dope. We need more of that because... And, that, we need, and yeah. my hope is that through their boldness and their courage, um, yeah. that more are able to share their stories, yeah. um, which will encourage all of us um, as well to share more of our stories um, and yeah. create a more inclusive environment by being able to be our bold selves, knowing how we show up in spaces, like we said the last yeah. time. So, yes, child. That's real. And yes. I, I, uh, 
Yeah, and we definitely need to bring him on. Jonathan's a minister too, which is really cool. Um, Listen, I can't wait. We're gonna have him on in 2019. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, I'm like cool with be- Jonathan. And cool with Derek. But I, I met Jet, uh, uh, Derek through uh, uh, Jonathan because they have a dope as um, uh, nonprofit. So yes. they have some, they have some dope work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on that. Um, awesome. Well. This is a great segue inside of our fireside chat to some points people have made about the last podcast as it relates to relationships, right? Yes. Um, Showing up, uh, you know, authentically and setting intentions about how you want to, you know, show up in the space and all of that. So tell us about what people have been contacting you about. Well, I think the one first thing I'm I'm a fan of our podcast. <laughs> I listen to it as if I'm not <laughs> even on it um, and laughing with you guys and learning with you guys. Because sometimes things I'm saying, like I really allow God to just like really use me during this time period. So the one thing I really reflected on actually first is the fact that um, I think I'm I'm I think people aren't still perfect though. Like I said, people are perfect. But I, mm-hmm. and I said, like, what makes people perfect is their ability to always learn from the lesson. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is that while Joe did that, I think, like, all of us don't learn from our lessons. Well, that's the, well, that's the truth because yeah. the same test is going to continue to be presented to you until you pass it. Until that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. As well as temptation, whatever that looks like. Um, it's always going to be present. So there's yeah. always going to be opportunities as you go higher and higher for things to be presented to you and you have to pass the test. Mm-hmm. And it may be the, a similar lesson, but just presented in a different test form or form yeah. of a test. So I definitely agree with that. I like that. Cool. Then, um, like I like that. <laughs> and then... Um, the, the thing around intention, I, people are asking me like, how, um, do I set intention? Mm -hmm. And I want to say really it's based off of, um, you got to have a vision of how you see your life. And yeah, I think like that's my, how do I envision my life? Mm -hmm. And am I willing to continue to go forward with that? Even though, um, even though I'm, you know, not, uh, seen it or, or I see it now, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, so you always continue to go for your vision and stay true to it. If you don't see that, then you move on. But you also, and it we, is an interesting thing because you still have to also figure out like, when do I give it time? But then I not give it time. And I think that's where love and faith play a part. And to right. that, I want to ask you what setting intention you said like you have to have a vision for your life and you have to go after it so would you say a part of that breaking that down from a day-to-day moment-to-moment kind of thing you have to make decisions that are aligned with getting to the life that you envision yeah you have to make personal decisions yes in order to get to the life that you want uh and personal uh um you have to create your own life first. So it's like, what do I want to do? What do I like? And, and how does that pair? Yeah. And that's important because I think when you say, like, you got to set intention and a person is saying, like, well, how do you set intention? And what I'm taking away from that is when, whenever you get ready to do something, you have to have that consciousness, that awareness to say, is this decision that I'm getting ready to make? Yeah. 
whether that's even with your attitude or what you are, you know, actively about to engage in, does this align with getting me to the vision that I have for myself or the life that I want to live? Like even on a small scale in the morning, I set an intention that I'm going to have a great day or that yeah. this will be the best day of my life. One of my favorite uh, gospel songs to listen to in the morning. I'm like, well, what does that look like? Well, how do yeah. I get to that attitude? Well, I know that I have to get up. I need to stretch. That's a decision. I need to listen to my music, listen to music that puts me in a good headspace. Mm-hmm. Everything after that, I have to just make those good decisions. Even down to like, I'm going to wear cologne today. And then if I wear a fragrance, because I know that scents impact my mood, what scent am I feeling like today? So mm. all of those little decisions impact my intention that I've set for the day. And that goes to when people talk about dating, like we were talking about dating on the offense. If you want to date on the offense and set the intention to do so, you got to make decisions first in your mind, your control center, which impacts your behavior, which impact your choices for you to be able to date on the offense. And set yeah. Same thing for work. Same yeah. thing for anything. So it, it starts in the mind to set that intention yeah. aside, you know, in conjunction with having yeah. a vision for whatever it is that you want. Damn, that's good. It does start in the mind. I agree. Um, yeah, any intention for your life first. If you don't have intention for your life first, then try not to get into relationships, you know? Try not. Because, I mean, sometimes what I'm noticing is that people help you. You know what I mean? Like, people help Absolutely. you. To make you know to make decisions, so I know it really is an interesting game that you have to play with relationships. It's back and forth. It's never a straight line. It's swiggly, and this is where love and faith plays a part in how you get there. Absolutely, <laughs> wonderful. So <laughs> I hope that <laughs> some listeners who had some questions around how to set intention. That was very that- good. Yeah, I hope that you kind of took, not I hope that you kind of, I hope that you took something away that can be readily applicable to your life. Because that's me. I'm here for a whole bunch of like how-tos and steps and whatnot, but make this make sense. (laughs) Like how can can it, how can I apply this in my life today? Because I don't know about nobody else, but I'm all about the larger goal. But a nigga like me, like small wins. That keeps me motivated. So if I could say, Learn how to set intention by way of biting it off piece by piece. Then I feel like I'm actually accomplishing the goal and moving it. Mm. I like that, Nigel. All right. Well, anything new going on before we wrap it up? You know, no, as you're preparing for Australia. Well, no, it's because it's been so long. You know, so you know, I think you know we've been talking a lot. So, oh, you ready to move on? You saying you saying let's move. Yeah, we're gonna have to. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> so we'll, even once. We, uh, we'll be back with um, <laughs> the the main. What is it? The the, the main question of the day. Who we'll help him? What is your personality type? Mm-hmm. And um, you know how we're using our personalities to really get to our goals and stuff. We was gonna talk about Myers Briggs and stuff, so we are gonna get into it. We'll talk to y'all when we come back from the break. <laughs> All right. You're listening to You Go Boy Podcast. We'll be back.
I just had to get my energy. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. Uh, you know, we're ready for this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I love me a good Myers Briggs. Um, and and you know, and with this conversation to start it off, I remember when I first heard about Myers Briggs, I was on my way to Teach for America's 25th anniversary. That was about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I took this test and it literally changed my life. Because it was telling me a lot of things that I needed to know about myself. It, it confirmed a lot of things I knew about myself and really made me feel confident about my personality. Mm, that's great. Yes. So those who don't know, as a small introduction, Myers-Briggs is a test that judges your personalities. There's 16 personalities. But then within those personalities, there's personalities. So there's not just like 16 personalities in the world. But the test basically just says, you know how it is, is that there's 16 of them, but... They, it's like a range, correct? Or am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, you got real pumped. I think that um, that drink then boosted you up. I just <laughs> sat back like, whoa, he got energy. <laughs> yeah, so I like to call it an assessment. Um, but yes, I, I agree. <laughs> and it's free. On 16personalities.com, you could take the test for free. And yes. it's very, very detailed. I encourage That's- you all to do that. And I would encourage, uh, I, I second that, that it is great to take uh, an assessment like this just so that you can have a starting point for yeah. all things, like to, you know, kickstart your self-awareness, to know where am I starting, what are my strengths, how do I typically show up in spaces, how do people possibly perceive me, because um, in a book that I have, it talks about your personality type at their best characteristics of whatever you're categorized as how others may see you and potential areas of growth now of course you can agree to some and disagree to others because it's not like dead on necessarily but it does um i would say the questions that they ask are great questions to where it really captures um quality things about yourself to where i'm sure if you read your description you're just like "Mm, that is me yeah yeah so i yeah I 100% agree with that. So, um, we're going to reveal ours. Yes. So, mine actually is I in F as in Frank, P as in Paul. And so... (laughs) (laughs) What does I-N-F-P mean, Mario? That is introvert. I don't know what the N is. I don't know what the F um, is. Oh, bless. Okay, let me help. So, (laughs) I-N-F-P... Um, they usually call those people the thoughtful idealist is what my book right. says. Yep. And INFP stands for introversion, intuition, feeling, and perceiving. Feeling and perceiving. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perceiving. Yeah. And so I said perspective, but isn't that the same word perceiving and perspective? Yeah. I perceive. No. I perceive. So perspective. Yeah. Same. Same family. Yeah. 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 And the funny thing is yeah. Well, a lot of people think I, and actually, to be honest with you, and this is the good thing about the test is I go, I go back and forth between ENFP mm-hmm. and INFP, depending on uh, the time of year sometimes. Okay. Um, so I can sometimes, yes, be an extrovert. Um, but I, I, the, the N and the F and the P, that usually stays. Okay. And the ENFP is what? Say it again. What's the ENFP? ENFP. Yeah, so that's gonna be extroversion, intuition, feeling, and perceiving. And what 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 would they call that? 
What's the what's the title? Oh bless. <laughs> See, friend, I wasn't yeah, I hadn't got prepared for that. So we'll come back to that. But okay. I think that it is important for you to say that how you can come in and out. Yes. A certain person type personality, excuse me, type. Ooh, we're gonna get good on this one because I'm gonna drop this before I tell my what I am. That's good for you to say that because though there are some core things about us that are gonna stay the same no matter what, depending upon the context and time of year, we can switch out of typically like the one or the other like you sometimes you can be an e or sometimes you can be i which is an extrovert or an introvert but all yeah. those things can be based around context yeah. for example i was in my previous relationship i used to get upset because when he came home he was such an introvert but when he was out and about he was an extrovert and i was like well i don't get that especially even at work very like calling the shots on top of things, but came home was just real lackadaisical. And I was like, what is going on? So it's not mm. till years later that I understand that people can be respectfully still true to themselves, yes. but different depending upon the context. At work, there you know, can be a certain way, but coming home or in different relationships and friendships and things could be slightly different. Mm. So that's good that you pointed that out. That's very yeah. important. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> so with mine, one thing. So no, what is yours? Now you got to reveal it. Oh, so I am two different ones, right? As we were just talking about that. And that's only uh, my last letter sometimes changes. So really, uh, for the most part, I am an E. Mm-hmm. I'm an ESFP, which stands for the Enthusiastic Improviser. Um, so that means extroversion, sensing, feeling, and perceiving. Mm. I'm definitely that. And then the next one is the same thing as extrovert sensing. And you yes, get that J sometimes. when you tired. And the J is judging. And judging yes. ain't what y'all think it is. Yes, it is. But you judgmental motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you said when I'm tired, I'm a J. Yeah, yeah you when you tired, you a J. <laughs> Ooh, mercy. What is that? Um, so yeah, so I'm an ESF. Um, and one thing I would like to highlight about that is I'm gonna read this quick little description. It says that characteristics of an ESFP. They said that we are interested in people in new experiences because they learn more from doing than studying or reading. They tend to plunge into things, learning as they go. They're appropriate and they appreciate, excuse me, and enjoy their possessions. They're likely to be observant. Practical, realistic, and specific. They're active and involved in immediate experiences. Uh, we use our feeling internally to make decisions based upon our personal values mm. by identifying and empathizing with others. Empathy is very high on my scale. Um, they are good at interpersonal interactions, hence my occupation, and often play the role of peacemaker. Always been that because I like harmony. Mm -hmm. Then they said that we tend to be generous, optimistic, and persuasive. <laughs> and we tend to be warm, sympathetic, and tactful. And we are keen observers of people's behavior. I said, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, to see, now mine, I like very, that. That's very reflective of, uh, of you. What mine kind of really says oh, about me. And it, I'm sorry. I, mm -hmm, go ahead. Well, what mine says is kind of like, I'm like the little, you know, like really what I love about INFP is that we really are like the people that like are 
one with nature and go with the flow type thing. Um, mm-hmm. One of the people who are like an INFP that's like famous is Alicia Keys. And I feel like her and I, in a sense, the older I get, we have more like the same personality. But like mm-hmm. we could be right and everything. Well, because I'm, I'm tired of, and, I, and one thing I'm learning about my, my, uh, my personality is that like, I don't need to always be like, hi, how you doing? Oh my God, you know, center of attention, none of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love this energy of calmness that I'm really obtaining more and more, but yet mm-hmm. still like holding true to my personality, joking, everything like that. But I'm really, I love, like, I'm, it's not like, woo, yay, all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? High energy. I feel like because I, can you know i have this ball of energy that i used to have to come off that way and that's mm-hmm. truly not who i am as a person and it wasn't until i took the myers brick that i got comfortable with the fact that like i don't have to be that that mm-hmm. the type of personality that i am is truly someone who really is just like hi you know what i mean and like enjoy one-on-one conversations uh mm-hmm. one of the things that 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 they say is that um um we know who we are uh, but no, but no, not what we may be. We're always evolving. We're always looking for opportunities. Once we mm. meet our dreams, what's yeah, the date? Which can also still be problematic because, um, uh, it, because of the fact that we're always with this. Uh, uh, I didn't lost my train of thought with it because it was a good one. Because we're always once we meet those dreams, we're always expe- thinking about our next thing that we want to do, mm-hmm. which is problematic mm-hmm. because we're always in the goal. We're idealists. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The world is not what it is, but what it could be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really, really do that. Like, I'd be, like, so excited. And it's funny because one of the things about the test is that it acknowledges the – always acknowledging the good out of people, even in bad situations, and natural as always. Yes, that is one thing about, about you. I do, I do enjoy that about you, yeah. friend. But sometimes – it's not that it annoys me, but it's just like, it makes me like squint. Y'all know how it is when you have to like squint <laughs> and tilt your head to really lean in to understand and not be that judgy like I could be as uh-huh. I'm also perceiving. Because I'm just like, how is it that you just be finding good in any situation? Mario can talk about anything. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. Or I can't stand it. And Mario, well, I really enjoyed it because I'm like, how did you possibly find enjoyment in that? How? And I do be saying, well, well. But to your point, though, it said that in my description about your personality type, it says that you're curious and creative, which you are very much that, and have long range vision. And that's also to your point about yeah. being futuristic and nihilistic. Yeah. And it said that you're very original and individual. And I will say that's so true for you. Cause I remember when we used to live together and we would get dressed even till this day, um, <laughs> how you used to put things together. I'm like, now how are you wearing these red chucks with these <laughs> mustard yellow pants? And this, it's kind of cool. It's just all these things you used to put together, but you're like, yep, this is how I'm feeling today. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, here I come in like my neutrals. I keep one pattern on and a solid on the bottom, or vice versa. And you got stripes on the top, tribal jacket on, like all 
these different things going on. And like, they'll nah, work, though. Everybody they will work. The personality. They, they usually say, like, my, the style, my style of dress is always unique. They'd be like, damn, how you come up with that? But it's very, it ties true to your personality. And the other yeah. thing that I like about the personality type for y'all is, is that sometimes difficult to understand. And I guess that's... <laughs> because we are it's like but but you're creative right and you're creative you're an out-of-box thinker so it's probably challenging or i should say i should ask not tell you would you say okay that is challenging sometimes to communicate your vision for something yes due to your personality type yes because the vision that we have is like so much in our head like we could like like I and 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 this is the difference between my business partner, which is really interesting, is that like the my business partner's personality type is that it has it he has to have a model of it already being done for him to do it. And as for me, I'm like, that model has already been done. Like let's use that model. Mm-hmm. And like like I could use it as a muse or I could just come up with something completely different. Like I never mm-hmm. really seen a conference that was that were intense. And so our conference, because every time I go to a conference, I'm like, yo, why we stuck in this hotel? We never get an opportunity to go outside. Secondly, we never get the opportunity to see the city. Like Mm -hmm. this could be in like Albuquerque, New Mexico, instead of like New York, where it costs all this money. Like it could be in a small town like Toledo, Ohio or something to save money. If we're not going to ever explore the city, like why is it in this, this particular city? So Mm -hmm. with all of our conferences, everything like that that I do, we always explore the city. We're always trying to find Black-owned businesses. We always try to, for the most part, with our retreats specifically in our conferences, we always eat at a restaurant versus eating at the hotel. Like, Mm -hmm. because we got to get out in the city. Let's go have fun. Let's go see what the city looks like. Like, that's part of why we're here. Um, But not a lot of of conferences do that. Um, And so my business partner was, you know, kind of be like, well, you know, this, that, that. And so I always have to convince him, um, I'm getting better with my vision. Um, And part of that is... Like communicating um, your vision? Communicating my vision. And Mm -hmm. part of that is communicating the outcomes and understanding that it may not look like the way that I perceived it, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it is not right. And that's something that I'm really, really getting more and more of. It's like... I, I, uh, whenever, cause right now in the position I'm in with, with my organization, like, you know, we have staff to do majority of the stuff for the conference. So what I'm doing is a lot of oversight, but I meet on meet on meet on having meetings to be very clear, um, at what this person is, is how this person is viewing it. And I'm good with it now. Like most times I'm like, really, I think a lot of people do depend on me. And I think as a leader, a lot of your, your staff will depend on you to have the vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes the way that that may end up looking, you have to be okay with the way that it may look different. That's valuable. And, that part yeah. right there is very, very valuable. Yeah. Um, that you cast a vision, but you have to be okay with that. Sometimes the way it manifests yeah. might not look this look the way that you may have envisioned it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to continue to have conversations, ask questions, yeah, and ask questions to those that you're putting in charge to bring the vision to life yep. and make sure that you're checking in with them so that you don't assume walk away, assume from, a, you know, from your time together that they see what you see and are going to execute it the way that you would. That's very yep. important yep. Um, because that is applicable to work. 
I'm yeah. sure a lot of our listeners can say, how many times have you gone to a meeting with your higher ups? They cast a vision like, okay, go and be great. Like we all got it. And everybody can walk away like, yes, we got it. Or some don't say anything. And then you have those side, you know, those water cooler conversations as they call it. Yes. Because you don't, you didn't ask questions. You didn't yep. share that you didn't understand or you didn't share that. Well, let me offer up this perspective because I actually didn't view it that way. So that's, that's yeah. really valuable. That I, do, I never, uh, I don't accept an okay in mm-hmm. a lot of my meetings. Um, you know, I've really asked the question a lot. Um, does that make sense? And they say, okay, you know, and I say, no, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh, tell me. And how do you feel about that? <laughs> and if they don't, if they be like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm cool with it. Mm-mm, cool is not, cool is not something I look for. Cool is neutral. Tell me, tell me, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But a lot of people, if they say, oh, cool, you know, the boss will be like, okay, cool then. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, like no. they they they'll walk away from people have total buy-in and truthfully yeah. they don't. No. And yeah. how do you feel about this? No. And, and I one think of my staff members, Dominique, I always gotta do that to him. And he be listening on the podcast. I'm calling your ass out because every time <laughs> I be like, uh-uh, no. How you feel about it? I need you to circle back and tell me how do you feel about this? And to that point, even if whether that's work related or in our personal relationships with family, friends, and significant others, if you sense or perceive that the person does not have total 100% buy into what you're saying, ask the question. And if you're the person on the other end and you're feeling pressured to give a response, stand up in your truth to say, like, give me a moment to process what you're saying. Right. Like, like, let's come back to this because right now I'm feeling like I want to say one thing, but I'm not 100% on my answer. So let, can we take a moment and come back to this conversation? And That's I'm the type of person that I believe in brain trust type of thing. So like, brain trust. So like if you, yeah. So if you have something on your mind, share it and I'm not going to take it personal. And that's something I had to learn as an INFP because we do take things personal. But nowadays, I really don't. And the funny thing, too, that I've been getting more and more used to is, like, when, like, I don't like to have, like, debateful, like, I don't like to have conversations that are not, like, fruitful. Like, Mm -hmm. that it's just, like, talking and stuff like that. One of my friends yesterday night, we was having a conversation, and he was, like, asking me about, uh, about something that I like highly disagree with. And I was like, well, actually, I don't even feel like that. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this is just an argument. This is really not gonna go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm. like, I'm not a debater. I'm not a I'm not a person that will like sit there and, and prove a point. I don't have to prove a point. Like if anything, I'm probably like the worst to debate. Cause I'll be like, yeah. That's good. If that's good for well, you, good. Well, <laughs> you, yeah, I might say because you just respect that the other person has a different. I always opinion. respect that the other person has a different opinion. Like, why am I debating you down if you have a different? Like, like well, I'm trying to the other people. I'm trying to convince them, you know, to for, yeah. you know, the, my opinion. I'd be like, Mm-mm, I don't feel like doing that. I ain't, I ain't that type of person. So we kind of talked. We talked about the person. Yeah, talk about how, yours, and then we're gonna well, talk about how our personalities show up in relationships. So we talked about work, yeah. and we talked about on a personal thing, and then let's talk about. How to show up in relationships after you talk about yours. So, friend, like your judgmental ass, like how does how does Whoa. it show up? Well, <laughs> <clears throat> first of all, let's be let's be clear yes, that clear our, that my first one is extroversion, sensing, feeling, and perceiving. Okay. 
Um, so judging can go back and forth between perceiving, but um, some of the characteristics that I really, really like about this is that it says that I'm observant. That is very much me. Like as a kid, they used to call me the police because I was go, I was an old run go tell that. Mm. But before I run go tell it, I was nosy. What'd you say? I'm just glad that we met each other at the perfect time (laughs) because seriously, I would be like, oh, you would have not been a kid I would want to play with on the playground. Like, well, that's okay because that's. You'd have been that kid by myself anyway. Yeah, that's exactly. I was about to say that you'd have been that kid that like. They're like, I mean, I would have been like, I would have been intrigued and I would have tried to like understand you. But like at the same time, you would have been so bad and bougie about yourself. That <laughs> I would have been like, okay, well, we ain't got to be friends. I was always friends, always friends first with like the rugged kids. And then I end up becoming friends with like the bougie kids. I don't have a lot of bougie friends, though, which is kind of funny. So that's the thing. So with me being observant, even as a child, <laughs> I le- which impacted how I am today. Like I learned by way of watching. Mm. Um, like that's one thing I loved about psychology when it talked about naturalistic observation um, is that I'm that person. I sit and I watch. I watch with my eyes. I listen with my ears to what's going mm. on. And I take in that information and as it's as I'm processing, it goes through my sensing and feeling parts. Because if it doesn't, if I sense something could go one or two ways, like I'm paying attention to that as well as what I'm feeling. So I am very observant and it serves me well in my friendships and my personal relationships um, to see what's going on. Like I got yeah. y'all, like I got your back because I'm watching. But you are very, very observant and everything. Um even when it I comes do, to I, gifts and things, yeah. That is true. And that's what we talked about in the last thing is how intentional you are. Yes. I think that is my favorite quality about you is Bless your you. intentionality about everything. I just love it. I admire it. Thank everything you. is intentional. Um which also I venture to think about I wonder your personality type. Does it mean mm-hmm. that you're slow? to be able to have a definitive answer. Yes. Well, child, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, in in my life in general, I can be very indecisive. Um, Yes. But it talks about how we can be practical, realistic, (laughs) and specific, which is very true to my personality. But I'm also, at the same time, I can be very slow to make decisions because I'm thinking about a lot of things, a lot of factors that go into my decision. So if I make a decision about doing something, um, that means I really wanted to do it. Or yeah. they also talked about <laughs> area growth for us is sometimes that we seldom plan ahead, um, which means that we can kind of be impulsive. Mm. And I know that sometimes I can be impulsive. Um, so that's an area of growth and and also managing. You hear that dog? Yeah, that's kind of cool though. I like that. that. I, cool. I, I don't I like it. Like it's too early in the morning. I like but that. anyway. Um, so yeah, so and I can't be slow sometimes to make a decision. So what I have learned about myself is like, I love options, right? Because I'm trying yeah. to talk about things. So what I tell people is give me three, your top three options. That way that will help me make a better decision about whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. when I went and bought, um, my wallet recently, there were a few wallets. I'm like, I know which one I have my eye on. But give me the top three that are best. So in most situations, it's better just to give me very few options so I can be quicker to make a decision. 
Mm, okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is definitely true for you because when we go out to go eat or something like that, like, oh boy, over here, it's like, when I think about restaurants, it's like, you have all of these choices. I'm like, let's just choose one. We're good to go. But also, I think, like, in when you go shopping. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing, though. I think, let's look at that as a pot. Look, it's me. a it is a it's definitely a positive and just learning how i think at the you know at the base of it too just having respect for different people's personalities and how they show up um is very important because even when i look down here and my how others may see me it says that i'm flexible adapt and adaptable and easygoing that's very true about me i am one of the things I've learned through grad school with taking a lot of assessments is that I am very adaptable. Now I'm very opinionated and, or you will see it on my face, depending upon the situation, because that goes back to my sensing and feeling. But if I trust you building that foundational piece of trust, if I trust you, I'm going to be adaptable and I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to be easy going and I'm going to make it work because that's just my personality. Mm, now, unless something is just really not going well, then I got to speak up and I have to stand in my truth. And I'm just like, mm, it's going to be a no for me. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny. If my boyfriend would listen to this podcast, he would tell you this story about us going to get some peach cobbler one Sunday. And the restaurant was looking real sketchy on the outside. And I was like, mm. and this is when we first started dating. And so we pulled up and you know me, I'm like, this is looking sus. Here's my feeling and sensing. And he's like, okay, so we're about to go in here and get this speech. I was like, um, okay. So I get out the car. I was hesitant. So we go in and the line is like out the door, just about. And for what I could see, the place looked very like cafeteria looking like on the inside. And you know, I'm about creating an experience per my personality. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't. And so in my mind, I was like, I got to be true to me. So I told him, I said, hey, I think I'm going to just go wait in the car. He was like, uh, okay. So I go and I sat in the car. Are you serious, Nigel? You waited so in the car? I did. I waited in that car. And it wasn't until months later, he, he circled back around. Yeah, because that's crazy. You're on a date and you're like... I bet your personality type says that sometimes you could be selfish or centered. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you better add traits. I know. I wasn't Does your personality says something around you, <laughs> around you always choosing you first. Child, okay. I had just started dating this man, and I was just like, mm, I just that didn't. Like, been I, Take your ass home. That's like, funny you say that because. Because he said later, <laughs> you're not gonna stand with me in a line. I don't care whether you like it or not. Like, 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 <laughs> the fuck? You made me say that from. That's ridiculous. But you know, well, let's. Well, I'm gonna finish that one. But so basically, months later, and we still rocking. Ow. Um, he said to me, he said, "Hey, well, you did that. That made me question. Like, am I dating somebody that's like super bougie? Like, I can't deal with that." And I later told him, like, we had a conversation around, like, experiences really matter to me. And I said that I'm used to a certain way of doing things. However, I'm adaptable. So once 
And so round two, we went to another place that looked a little sus, but because I trust him and his decision-making skills, as well as food, he's always great with picking food. I'm like, if this is a hole in the wall and he says it's good, I'm going to take his word on it. I'm going to sit my bougie ass down. I barely got two nickels to rub together, so I need to just sit down somewhere. So I sit down and I eat and we have a great time. And then when we're there, we have a conversation around our experience like did we like the food did we like how we were greeted did we like the ambiance no matter where we are it could be an expensive place or inexpensive like so I had to grow in that I came to the dating experience one way but through me getting to know him and him getting to know me I had an opportunity to grow in that so nowadays I don't have that same type of mentality and on the right on the other end even with you I have noticed how my friends are now like, okay, so I once thought this was bougie per se, but now I don't think about it so much because now I'm starting to value the experience from when I'm greeted. Hell, even you, when we first went to, um, what's the brunch place there in Charlotte that Cynthia's ex-husband owns? Mm, I just messed with you, Sports One. <laughs> yeah, when we oh, first went to Sports One, yeah. you lo- you really enjoyed the place, but you I didn't do. like that they didn't have laminated menus. Yeah, or oh, and they didn't have descriptions, and now they, and they didn't have descriptions under their I food. I talked to Carlos. So I was like, you was like, hey, I remember when he came. Hey, the server came up. You yeah. was like, I love this place, but y'all need to get some laminated menus, and y'all need a description <laughs> on here. So. It was because the waffles are honestly to me the waffles are the best in town, but because you literally don't create the description that they have like this orange zest, like walnut part of the experience, you know, cream that goes on them, Mm -hmm. you'll never know that they're the best in town. Exactly. So that was me. So I was coming at it from looking at it from one perspective. Whereas he was looking at it from another or for you looking at another perspective and it was like, they needed to come together. We had to have dialogue. Yeah. Then as that happened, we grew and our yes, perspectives grew as well. So, yeah. So I like, that. I love that little caveat story. So you mentioned how, <laughs> no, it really was very good. Yeah. Um, Nigel is very, I think like the thing is that you really have no tolerance for is food. Like no, I don't bad service. Yeah. And bad it, food. I do not. I know. But, but yeah, I agree. I just don't. That's it. I, agree. I was going to say, well, this is what I was going to say. I feel like you could have a little bit more patience. I could. With the quality of the food sometimes like, cause, mm-hmm. cause maybe somebody like the only thing is, that yeah, I would say when you said that I just felt a rush go through me. Yeah, because okay. the, the or or the way that you react to it. Because <laughs> somebody might be really liking their food, the same thing, and as soon as you you know, Nigel <laughs> would literally make that sound. <laughs> and, and somebody else might have been tearing that food up. Imagine how, and that's part of my personality is we like harmony. So imagine how that makes somebody else feel that's like don't know you, that was like eating it up it's like oh well, maybe, you know, i like harmony too maybe i, I, I have respect that because I respect like, the way that you that feedback yeah because the way that you do that's how, like customer service cool like you no i don't pay for customer service either but that way that you react to food it's like and then he <laughs> go to snacking <laughs> he'd be like oh this is that <laughs> like, he'd be to get out of his mouth. i mean he 
but you literally are you literally like are over over exaggerate when you don't like something and that Wait. can make somebody who likes food that can make them feel bad but, but you know what you know my fat ass eat everything well see in but, truth be told like it's that's very applicable to just life in general i mean we're talking about food but i one of the things that i've learned over our friendship and even into my relationship is that um but though i have an opinion which is great people love that i have an opinion on things merciful excuse me i don't know why that just happened to me um that sometimes i have to be mindful of when i share my opinion with one yeah. because it's not always warranted and two because i am very expressive both verbally and non-verbally i have to be mindful of that yeah um, so i think that's just gonna be feeling. on a continuum for me ever evolving yeah. For sure. I've come a ways, and I'm sure I have a ways to go. So I just pray yeah. that y'all love me through it. Yeah, and my thing is, like, for me, working on, like, not taking it per- things personally. And then also... Don't take it personally. Yeah, that's my son, too. And then also, like, understand... Like, I really do get sometimes in a sad state when there's not harmony. Like, and I fight for harmony. I do. Like, if everybody... If you you're big on justice, yes, I am. Like if you don't if you don't treat somebody right within this mm-hmm. group, I'm coming for that ass. I really am. You're very and big it, on you justice. You may be treating me right, but I'm coming for you. I don't mm-hmm. like that. I don't like that. Um, and sometimes I can't take that personal, even though they they didn't do it against me. I still would take it personal. Like you did it within a group that I'm in, type of thing. Mm-hmm. I do you know what's so funny? Like I was telling Mario in our like pre call, like or during a break, actually, that I folded down his personality type even before knowing it, which I thought was funny because I was thinking about what um, category my boyfriend fell within. And y'all have so many similarities. Yeah, that's crazy. So I would would suggest to you (laughs) that you need to find you basically a me of sorts, friend, because it looks like that's what's going to be best. I mean, you know... Clear. Well, I, yes. I, <laughs> what you want to do is have a long pause after I just made that type of reference. <laughs> no, so no, fun. no. Because well, what I think I'm is perceiving like, the shape. Oh, well, okay. I guess I'm trying to figure out how to say it yes, okay. in the best way. But like, listen, you ain't gonna, gonna fit me. Like a person that like. No, you don't need yourself for me. Trust me. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I'm trying to figure it out. Like, you know, well. Yeah, a person I'm getting to know basically like um, is indecisive, hella indecisive. But it's funny because I learned it from from you, like how to deal with people who are indecisive. Because we were in, we were in, we were in the store for like two hours, and I enjoy all of it. Like I was in one store for one hour. That's how you but used I, to treat me when I would go to Zara, and I would get a whole rack, and you'd be like. And if we were how to just go, you learn how to go sit down. The last time you fell asleep, yeah. <laughs> so I was caught see, I was, I was, I was working with you. I was building up your muscle so that when you met this fella, that All you, right. so now you will be able to endure. <laughs> see how that works for you? Yeah, but I think and so like even with my boyfriend, very assertive, like you. What did that man tell you in the meeting that you are very? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm dynamite. <laughs> yeah, you're like dynamite. <laughs> yeah. That's how he is. He is, I call him a social introvert. He's an I, like you. But yeah. When he when he when he's arrived, you know he's arrived. He's like dynamite as well. So I feel like all the years of your verbal abuse and you being loud and being aggressive toward me, <laughs> but flip around on your other Gemini head and be so loving and so caring and so intentional. I feel like that was preparing me for my career. And you know, I am very verbally abusive. <laughs> you are very. Now I'm grateful he's not that. So baby, if you're listening, you're not verbally abusive. I love you. Um <laughs> You know, you please forgive me, y'all. But my friends, everybody, all of my friends say, damn, in order for, for you for somebody to be cool with you, they have to. They legit have to <laughs> have tough skin. Because one of my friends <laughs> I'm sure Patrice is waving her hands right now. Okay. We were walking down the street. We was walking down the street. You know, like you walk on the street on the right side. Mm-hmm. And then and then everybody, you know, you walk on the right side, you know? So yeah. we're walking down the street. My friend is walking on the left side though, running to everybody. Oh, said, what the hell you doing that for, you dumbass motherfucker? If you don't move That's your what you ass, said? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we back on the right side, and we just started laughing. What the hell you do that for? We, somewhere, maybe we sick in the head, too. And then that's when the lady passed me to use the same spot. That makes sense. I was just mad. So you talk about, she thinking you about your sexuality. No, sir. She talk about your mouth. And you being so disrespectful. <laughs> No, ma'am, I'm good. She says, no, I can't. No, ma'am, I'm good. She said, actually, you're not. You actually need the love of Christ in your life. That's the thing. You dumbass, your dumbass is running into other people. You're running in, in between folks and stuff like that. You need to move on the other side. That's what he did. See, he moved on the other side. After I told well, I would, uh, I would say so after you didn't just said all that. I would move, too. I guess so. So, well... Our personalities are good. And I, I, so I will say in relationships, I think like for us and which, which is good, uh, which is actually interesting, Nigel, because it definitely says how I, how like INFPs take time mm-hmm. to really commit to dating and really focus more on their creativity and work. So Ooh, I take, I, cause I'm, inti- okay. I tell, I'm intentional. And then like, it's like, uh, do I want to date? And like, I, I prolonged dating for a long, time i really had because i was just like i'm not really into it right now it's something i just don't want to do on account of that um there was some brokenness i need to deal with mm-hmm. just in within myself of how i perceive myself in relationships as mm-hmm. well as in a world but then also there was just a level of just like just overworking there's this new show called dating around on Netflix, that is so good. I think it just op started yesterday, I'm but I don't already watched four it episodes of it. It's so good. I'm gonna have to check dating around. Yeah, and it's okay. it's it, and my favorite episode thus far is this older sixty year old man who uh, he he's widowed and he's learning how to love again, and it's very very good, very very good. But it just like it was like looking at relationships because they date five people, but they only could take one person on a second date and so you're trying to figure out who they're going to take on a second date um but what i love about the show is just so practical the one girl 
who I think her name was uh uh I don't want to mess her name up actually because she has a beautiful name, but it started with a G. Mm-hmm. She uh like she she really is like somebody who I think I used to be like used to focus on work so much and not like have opportunity to date and everything. And you could tell too. So at the end of hers, I'm spoiler alert, she didn't find anybody. But I like that show because it was like, okay, yeah. She she didn't like any of them. I thought she was gonna like she was the Indian girl. I thought she was gonna really like the black guy. But but I'm glad that they're I, I want us to definitely take a look show. at this. Um I'm gonna take a look at it, but I would love for, for sure. us to revisit the conversation to give more insight on it for sure. Yeah. Cause I think that's very um interesting that she didn't pick anybody. And like you said, that's okay. Yeah. And I think like that's the thing, kind of going into my personality type. Like before um i was blessed with my current relationship between my ex and now i just took my time and just did what i wanted to do the way that i wanted Mm. to do it i communicated i was very honest i was very upfront but to my personality type i was observing i was feeling i was also perceiving Mm. and judging all Mm. at the same time because as i was evolving i learned more about myself um, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. more about what I wanted, mm-hmm. some truths about um, what I could have did better. Um, also, personality traits that I really enjoyed about my ex that I was hoping to find in my next relationship. Um, because I think that's a thing too. Like, it's okay to say that you like things about your ex after you are no longer together. I agree. Um, because I sometimes agree. people try to make the ex seem like it's villain, but it's like, hold up you were with this person for X amount of time. So there were some character things that I liked. Um, But when I was looking for my next relationship, whenever it found me, there were some important attributes that had to be at the core because I had evolved as a person. And so when I felt that it was being mirrored, um, when Mm -hmm. I found my current relationship, that's when I was, I was ready. I was like, okay, now I did have my own hangups because I was afraid. I was nervous. Um, I didn't have a fear of incorporating him into my life. It was like, I'll figure it out. Like that's, I'm adaptable. Right. Mm-hmm, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need to waste a lot of time thinking about like, how is this going to work? I'm like, it'll, it'll find its way to work. Um, yep. but like you, it took him longer. Well, I'll say this. He knew sooner than I, that he wanted to be with me, but it took him longer to, confess that to me that he wanted to be with me whereas for me i'm the one who initiated the conversation about relationship i'm the one who asked him um you know do you usually do the asking or has anybody asked you and he said i feel like if somebody wants to be with me they can say that just as i can equally say it to the person i was like bet and shortly thereafter i was one who asked him yeah so Okay. <laughs> so you got to play to your strengths and your personality and just strengths your song. personality in relationships too. Cause I'm a yep. naturally assertive person. I I'm inquisitive. Yeah. So, so that's, I it. like that. I like that. Nigel. This was good. This is great. So at the end of the day, everybody learn your personality type. Wrapping this thing up, huh? Come on in the room. Uh, take the test or the assessment, the Myers Briggs. And where is it again, Mario? The what? 16personalities.com. 
there you go. And that'll give you some insight about yourself, maybe some things you didn't know, affirm some things you did, yep. and then you can start getting those descriptions to help you figure out how you show up in spaces, whether it's work, whether it's personal relationships, maybe even your spirituality. And that can probably help you as you're setting your intentions um, day to day and for your life. And, um, you know, yeah. and as you move forward. So I think it could be a very useful tool for us all um to bring about the change that we want to see in our lives and in the spaces that we're in so get to know yourself get some assessments under your belt so yeah that's it anything else from you good brother nah all right what i say is um love peace and no i'm not gonna say that that's probably copyright so i was gonna say it all yeah i was like i ain't trying to you know that's from soul train come for us we ain't got no money oh uh, <laughs> i was like comfort but anyway y'all be great spread love and be love and we will talk to y'all very later you can listen to you go you, you go you go boy podcast i'm always struggling bye <laughs>